Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 259 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for showing us how much you love us as we read your word. Thank you for sending your son to save us. May we learn more about this kind of love as we read your word today. Well, let's see what Jesus is teaching in John chapter 13. Verse 1 tells us how much Jesus loves us. And as he had loved those who were his own in the world, he loved them to the last and to the highest degree. His love for us is unfathomable. Jesus washed his disciples' feet, showing them that service is what he desires. May we serve him all the days of our lives. There are many different types of service. It's easy to get caught up in all the things we want to do, worthy things. But let us continue to seek what God desires for us. Let's pray for God's direction and his will over our will. Then we read about Jesus' spirit becoming agitated as he told Judas to go and do what he intended on doing to betray him. As soon as Judas left, he said, Now is the Son of Man glorified. Now he has achieved his glory, his honor, his exaltation. And God has been glorified through and in him. Well, yesterday we read about Jesus' death glorifying God, and we read it about today as well. We were saved through this one act of service, Jesus' death on the cross. Yes, God was glorified and the enemy was put down. We are covered by the blood of Jesus. We can be especially grateful for Jesus' sacrifice today. Lastly, Jesus gives the disciples a new law to live by in verse 34, which says, I give you a new commandment, that you should love one another. Just as I have loved you, so you too should love one another. May God's love permeate our hearts so that we can love as Jesus loves. Let's see what Paul is writing in Philippians chapter 3. Paul starts with delight and rejoicing. He writes, delight yourselves in the Lord and continue to rejoice that you are in him. We take delight in the Lord and rejoice in him, especially when things are going well. But we may have a bit more difficult time when things are tough. Paul encourages us to be intentional about our delight and rejoicing in God. Then he warns against legalism, specifically legalism when it came to circumcision. He writes about his past and how he was the most legalistic of them all before God intervened in his life. But now he lives in Christ. He didn't find righteousness in observing the law, but he knows he is righteous now in Christ. This is a message we still need to hear today because it is easy to get caught up in thinking our works make us righteous, but we are only righteous in Christ. In verses 13 and 14, he writes, I do not consider, brethren, that I have captured and made it my own yet, but one thing I do. It is my one aspiration, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the supreme and heavenly prize to which God in Christ Jesus is calling us upward. It is important to look ahead and not behind. Paul goes so far as to tell us to even forget what was in the past and move forward. Draw closer to God and allow him to do a work in us. This takes courage. It takes courage to move past our mistakes and past the difficulties we have faced. His words straining forward to what lies ahead is indicative of how difficult it is to move forward instead of looking backward. He also tells us to press on toward the goal to win the prize which God in Christ Jesus is calling us upward. The prize is eternal life. This temporary life falls so short of the long-term goal of eternal life, eternity with our Lord, the Lord of lords and King of kings. Now that is something to strive for. 
Let's see what Isaiah is prophesying in Isaiah chapter 27. Isaiah says that the Lord will deliver Israel from its enemies, including a serpent he refers to as Leviathan. We can assume this serpent is the enemy. When Jesus comes back, the enemy will be defeated. God calls the redeemed his beloved vineyard, and he is the keeper. He waters the vineyard and guards it day and night. We are the vineyard, and he tends to us. The one thing he asks is that we surrender to him. Verse 5 says, Let them take hold of my strength and make complete surrender to my protection, that they may make peace with me. Yes, let them make peace with me. Well, may we reach for God's strength and fully surrender to him. And may we receive the peace Jesus died to give us so that peace reigns in us and in our relationship with the Lord. Chapter 28 addresses the drunken behavior in Ephraim, one of the ten tribes of Israel. Drunkenness dulls the senses, including spirituality. Addictions cause a separation of sorts from God and his perfect plan for us. We see God sends the Assyrians after Ephraim and all but destroy it. We see that overdrinking occurs in more places than just Ephraim. Even the priests are overtaken by wine. Well, then who is to teach the people because the leaders are unable to effectively teach? Isaiah writes, the priests have made a deal with death. They have accepted the lie that they are right in God's sight while there is no part of God within them. The Lord sends his son to save the people. He is the cornerstone upon which people can stand, at least all of those who believe in him. The last part of the chapter is almost a parable of sorts. It talks about a field and how the herbs and wheat are tended to with gentleness. This refers to God's hand on us. He is gentle yet almighty. He doesn't push us past our limits, but works within our limits to bring us closer to him. May we continue to seek him over the world. Let's see what we can learn from Psalm 78. This psalm is a fabulous account of God's work leading the Israelites out of captivity. It also shows us how they acted during their time in the wilderness and after when they were granted access to the promised land. This psalm takes us to the reign of David. I recommend tagging this chapter as one to read when you want to read about God's awesome power. It reminds us just how great our Lord is. It also reminds us to pray for the soft hearts that we need to surrender to him. He is our provider and takes care of us in every way. Sometimes we struggle, but let us not be hard-hearted and fickle like the Israelites were. Instead, may we lean into the Lord in difficult times and wait expectantly on him as King David did. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for loving us so much that you made a way for us to be in relationship with you. Thank you for sending your son to save us, Father. May we draw closer to you each day. Continue to teach us and help us receive your love as you offer it so abundantly. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.